to this edition of our Marketing Insights podcast series. My name is Nicole Young, and I am the Senior Marketing Manager here at McGraw-Hill. Today, I'm excited to be joined once again by authors of Marketing Management 3rd Edition and Marketing Educators, Greg Marshall and Mark Johnston, both of Rollins College in Winter Park, Florida. Welcome back to the podcast, Greg and Mark. Thank you very much. Today's podcast topic is entitled, The Next Generation of Men is Watching which is a topic I know you recently addressed in your Marshall Johnston blog site. This topic deals with the fact that more and more brands are trying to stand out by showing consumers that they care about their social issues. I am curious from a marketing management perspective, what your thoughts are on how a marketer might quantify the weight of capturing loyalty from the growing market, millennials and Gen Z over lost sales now. Well, that's a great question, and I know Gillette has this weighing heavily on their mind at the moment. And a couple of things that that we should all be thinking about here. First of all, um, there's the old saying that uh, any publicity is good publicity. That's not always entirely true. And if you do decide to interject the potential for a little controversy into your marketing communication, hopefully you've thought of it in advance and that it isn't something that's a surprise. But be that as it may, at this point, the basic issue is market segmentation. Because what Gillette has obviously got to do on the bigger picture here is capture loyalty, so hearts and minds and wallet, from the uh, oncoming uh, generational markets. Uh, Millennials are already at the point where they're significant consumers. Now we're all really interested in post-millennials or referring to them as the Gen Z. And the preliminary research on Gen Z, and it's hard to do research on younger children, so it, it, mm-hmm. we're just now getting some data on Gen Z as consumers because they're getting to be old enough they're actually able to be researched uh, ethically. But what we're understanding is that their values and what they're looking for from a relationship with a brand is probably going to be pretty different from the millennials. So my best advice uh, as a marketer is stay true to the concept of segmentation because the concept of segmentation is that Gen Z is a different target market from millennials. Millennials are a different target market from Gen Y, Gen X, baby boomers. And for a company like Gillette, it's perfectly reasonable to use different modalities and channels for marketing communication for those different markets, as well as different messages and different imagery. And I think there'll probably be a lesson learned in this for them a little bit, because they're feeling pressure, they're seeing their market share decline, and whether the current campaign was or was not the optimal approach right now, time will tell that. But at least for the moment, they need to get back to the basics and really figure out, look, going forward, what's going to be a better way that we don't alienate Generation 1 and capture Generation 2? That's, that's not the way to do market segmentation marketing. Yeah, absolutely. So you've hit on the point that there is a lot of change happening, and that's always going to be the case, and that we are living in the most health-engaged era that has ever been. How can brands stay relevant and meet trends while – staying true to their core? Well, isn't that the key question, right? I mean, everyone understands that uh, it's important today for brands to stay relevant, to stay current. But the the key question is, 
is how, how far do we move forward in whatever we think we need to be doing and while maintaining um, the essence of who we are as a brand and staying connected to our target market and, our, and that market segment. As, as we've discussed in previous uh, podcasts, uh, the, the brand is so essential and so core in understanding who you are, what your brand really means, and understanding very clearly who your, what your target market thinks your brand is and, and what you are is really at the heart of being able to engage in socially conscious topics um, while, while staying true to who you are as a company and as a brand. So I think when you say, well, what, how do they do this? The key is one, understanding clearly who you are as a brand, and then two, having a very good understanding of your target market and how they view your brand and understanding um, what their issues are, what's important to them, and how you might fit into that issue. Yes, great point. So some consumers have called Gillette out saying that their recent campaign entitled The Best Men Can Be as simply being a marketing ploy as Procter & Gamble reportedly continue to lack pay equality. What lengths must a company go to in self-examination before launching a socially conscious campaign? Wow, that is a deep question. Um, and I have an editorial comment, which is that those of you listening to the podcast, if you happen to be Gen X or older, will no doubt remember that the United States Army had a slogan that they used for years that was called, Be All That You Can Be. And so uh, this thing to begin with, this, this, this Gillette thing, uh, yeah, it's very close to an incredibly iconic campaign that was done by the United States military, the Army specifically. I think that's a challenge. Uh, but even beyond that, the challenge that Gillette is having with this pushback is that they, they didn't really foresee that, uh, that this could be viewed as insincere. Uh, in, in the current milieu of discussions about gender, gender roles, and many other related aspects that are incredibly important to us in society, um, having this campaign up front at the level that it is uh, has generated a lot of questions. And so it's kind of the worst thing that can happen if people believe that you're insincere. And the irony about that is that Gillette is a very stoic old line brand that was acquired about a decade ago by Procter & Gamble. And Procter & Gamble has a reputation over many, many decades of being a very ethical, very kind of connected in with trying to do well by doing good. There's a lot of good things. No company's perfect, of course, but generally P&G scores pretty high on some of those metrics. And so I find myself as a professional marketer confused by all of this because I think what Gillette is hoping is that as time goes by, that the good things about this will stick and that they'll have a net positive on it. Mm -hmm. But I mm -hmm. would have done more early to try to make sure through additional testing that some unintended consequences weren't going to crop up on this darn thing. Mm -hmm. All great points. 
So not every socially conscious campaign is successful, and successful campaigns often start out rocky, as you mentioned. Um, if you were a marketing manager in charge of Gillette's new campaign, how would you present progress to your company? Well, in some sense, you would use the traditional ways that we measure the effectiveness of a campaign around increased awareness to your target market and perhaps other markets. In the world we live in today, and given that much of this kind of messaging is towards millennials and Gen Z, we would also be looking at the new metrics around social media. And what kind of messaging are we seeing coming through Twitter, or uh, various other forms of social media, Instagram. So these, uh, the traditional metrics around raised awareness are still true. Of course, what happens with a socially conscious campaign is that there can be an emotional component or other aspects to it beyond simply raising the brand's um, product awareness. So you, you want to be looking at not just like the number of hits, but you want to be looking at what those what, what is being said following the, the tone of the comments and being sure that, that um, as you see this move forward, to get to some of the other points that have been discussed in this podcast, that we're tracking not just the positive, but also looking at potentially negative comments. Because today, if we know anything about social media, we know that comments can, can move back and forth from positive to negative rather quickly. Mm -hmm. And in the world we live in today, um, companies like Gillette need to be absolutely focused on responding quickly to um, social media memes as they're created. Absolutely. Well, thank you both so much, Mark and Greg, for your fresh and timely insight today. I know many of our listeners really appreciate your perspective as this timely topic isn't going anywhere soon. If you, our listeners, would like to read more about this topic and see some of the ads discussed, as well as stay up to date on many other relevant topics in marketing management, be sure to subscribe to our experts' blog site at www.marshall-johnstonmm.com. That's Marshall with two L's and Johnston with a T. Until next time, this is Nicole Young, Greg Marshall, and Mark Johnston signing off. We hope you all have a great day and will join us again on another edition of the Marketing Insights Podcast Series.